Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio your radio haven of rest your hermitage of the heart your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us to navigate the tumult of this difficult life and we have a difficulty in the church a real serious problem in the church and that is of course most people know that recent surveys have revealed that probably, uh, I mean, the hard data is 70% of Catholics don't believe in the real presence of the, of the Lord in the Eucharist. Which makes me just... Sick. Uh, yes. Well, and I would guess, based on, you know, our work with people and what, what I, I used to run a research division for Focus on the Family, I would guess that it's actually quite a bit higher. The problem is quite a bit worse, even than 70%, based on the way Catholics vote, the way Catholics live, there's a tiny percentage of people who really who really believe. And so the USCCB has undertaken a Eucharistic revival, I think headed by Bishop Cousins, who's a great bishop. And uh, our, I've been trying to figure out a way to help, um, not much movement uh, locally. So when I heard about this effort, I got really excited. We changed our radio schedule, the team spun around and and it, within a few hours, uh, figured out how to get our guest on today. And so, Stephanie, why don't you introduce uh, Lewis? I'm really happy to introduce our friend, Lewis Brown, Jr. He serves as the executive director of the Christus Medicus Foundation, a Catholic health ministry whose mission is to share Christ's healing love by first promoting religious freedom and conscious freedom and conscience in healthcare, and secondly, by expanding pro-life Catholic medical centers that not only care for pregnant mothers, children, and families, but also are an instrument of healing through a deeper encounter with Jesus Christ in the patient's healthcare, and third, providing the Curo Catholic Health and Wellness Program that serves the whole person, wellness, healing, needs of individuals and families across the country. Welcome to our super great friend, uh, Lewis Brown. Great to be with you. Now, Lewis, this effort seems kind of off mission. I didn't hear Eucharistic adoration in Christ Medicus. What's going on? What what got you lit up about this issue? Yeah. So, you know, as you said, our mission is to share the healing love of Christ, particularly in healthcare. Uh, And we in part do that through uh, the advance of religious freedom, but also providing uh, programs where people encounter Christ in their health care. So much of what we face at Christ Medicus is this throwaway culture of death. Pope Francis has talked about Pope Benedict, Pope John Paul II. Um, and we as Catholics for much of the last many years, uh, I've been in the trenches, I've been in government, I've been out of government, I've been in ministry, I've been out of ministry. We have been so focused on uh, politics and legislation, and civic engagement as the answer uh, to the culture uh, of death, the throwaway culture of death. And that has its place. It's vitally important that we engage in our civic and our political uh, responsibilities, particularly as Catholics. Uh, but what's even more important is the, the vital need 
for revival in Jesus Christ, that people know who they are in the Lord Jesus, uh, that they become healed and restored through communion with him and, and through communion with other people. And so that is the answer to the culture of death. To the, to it, it, and that's the core of the culture of life. It's the healing communion we experience through seeing the face of God, knowing who we are, and bringing our brothers and sisters to him to also be healed and restored and brought into communion. And that's what we're hoping to do through this effort on uh, doing Corpus Christi processions on June 11th and also some days of repentance, uh, the following uh, culminating in the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I just want to echo what you said. I, I, was, I spoke in a, to a private group of Catholic leaders a number of years ago. Um, you know, because they're they're devout Catholic, they're, they're going to be pro-life, and so they're going to be uh, to the right of center uh, in terms of politics or whatever. And it was on the heels of, of a major political loss uh, for the presidency. And I told them that I thought it was good that they lost because that I thought that they were deluded into thinking that half, you know, there's a lot of bad research, in my opinion, that half of the, you know, the, the U.S. population is pro-life that you know, half of them have Christian values. I, it's not even close. People will say that in surveys, but what they do is really tells you what they believe, right? Right. And I and I so I while I agree that the political uh, process is really important to create a space of freedom, if we really want to see a change in, in the U.S., there has to be a revival of faith. That's right. And it and and as the Catholic Church goes, so does a nation, in my opinion. And 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 if seventy percent of our members at least don't agree with the one of the most central and important teachings of the faith, then that means seventy percent are not actually converted. That means we're in a world of hurt, and we need to get on this. So, you got what did you do? Get together with some friends and. That's right. Something about this. That's right. Yeah, that's right. One of our uh, co-founders, David Wilson, uh, was just so moved by uh, the reality that the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade happened on the Feast of the Sacred Heart last year. And we mm -hmm. started saying, well, we should do something this year. Mm -hmm. um, but it became increasingly apparent uh, to David, to, to myself, that uh, that should be uh not so much a political uh, event, but really a spiritual event, a, a time of spiritual uh, renewal through uh, the Eucharist. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a longer story that I can, I can leave for another time. But um, through a series of events, uh, the Holy Spirit just spoke to us uh, that we needed to do uh, Eucharistic processions uh, and, and really connected us uh, with some guidance from Father Craig Vasick, a wonderful priest who uh, is now in the DC area to say that, you know what, we need to restore the nation in Christ. And that restoration starts with repentance. So not only are we um, following the lead of the Eucharistic revival, who's already saying, hey, parishes, please do Eucharistic processions on the, the face of Corpus Christi, but encouraging people to gather together, whether it's in your home, right, your parish, with a priest or alone, and do say some prayers of repentance before the Eucharist and repent before the Lord so that our relationship with God uh, can be restored. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited about getting the word out about this and helping anyway. When I was checking out the site and looking at the resources, it's just, uh, it's got a huge list of resources. 
Uh, I love this act of reparation prayer by Pope Pius VII. I was grateful you um, you, uh, you you put that out there. It, you know, I do think that the thing that your site does is it, and, and it seems like this was your goal and obviously, you know, what you're trying to achieve, and that is to, to put out a general call uh, to repentance and reparation, to put out a general call when you do, a pro- that's all good, procession, that's all good. But I think what your, what your site does is, and your effort does is it takes the general idea and the importance and then puts a bunch of uh, practical tools and activities and resources. Like if you've got a priest, a young priest just at a seminary, or maybe only a few years out and he's got himself a parish with a thousand families and he's busy and he doesn't, he wants to participate, but doesn't quite know what to do. You guys packaged it all up for him. Was that your goal? That was exactly the goal. Thanks be to God. Uh, Thank you for, to David Wilson. Thank you to Father Greg uh, Vasek for kind of providing some instruction and guidance on that, particularly Father Craig, uh, who really uh, gave us a lot of theological uh, uh, insight and guidance, put the, so, uh, one of the prayers together. Also, Michael Vaca, who's our head of bioethics uh, and a, a budding theologian, just finished his master's in theology, also a lawyer, uh, graduate of Maria Law School. Uh, Michael Vaca helped us put this all together. And I, I want to say something to just kind of tell you a story. So thanks be to God, I recently got married. Uh, and one of my closest friends, uh, we've been lifelong friends since we were uh, 16, uh, he was raised in the in the Muslim faith, and I had the, the pleasure and the gift of him uh, being a part of our wedding ceremony and also attending. Um, we had the most amazing music uh, at this at, at our wedding. Thanks be to God. Uh, we had a remarkable homily by a bishop in the Midwest, who's a former spiritual director. The lights out homily, beautiful church in the middle of the mountains. All of that. What was most moving to my friend who was raised in the Muslim faith were, was the attendees, the uh, people at uh, our wedding who went up to receive the Eucharist and got down on their knees mm-hmm. and you could see that they were taking the Eucharist seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I was amazed and I wanna tell every Bishop I see that story because he, he was most impressed and most uh, was most moved by the reception of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. The Lord said, if you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. That's the fullness of healing. That's the fullness of restoration. First of all, we as Catholics, as you said, Dan, we need to take this seriously. Uh, And so receiving the Eucharist on the tongue, receiving the Eucharist, uh, kneeling down, showing that this is the, the greatest source of power and majesty that we can uh, receive uh, on a day-to-day basis. We need to reflect the reality. We need to reflect the reality that's going on when we receive the Eucharist. That's number one uh, as Catholics. And then number two, we need to bring uh, this, uh, you know, this divine life to other people, regardless of their ethnicity, background, faith, whatever. We need to bring it to our brother, sister Catholics, but we need to bring it to other people. God wants his children back. And I think that that starts with the Eucharist and the mm. Holy Spirit. God wants his children back. I love that. And I think it's really so beautiful. And I can just imagine for your friend to watch these Catholics go up and, wa- and 
And for us to understand and him seeing a very, um, in a, in a very physical way, Jesus feeding his people through the right. hands of his priests that's it's right. the Lord himself that's feeding us. And when if we can remind one another, remind ourselves, remind our children, remind our community, this is Christ himself feeding us through the hands of our priest. And if we will come to him in humility and kneel before him and allow ourselves to be fed as children, then we will experience this healing communion. So we're about to take a break. When we come back, what I'd like to do is talk about what do you mean by healing communion? What, why, why is this an answer to the culture of death? And how can we live this more fully? Sounds so we'll great. be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking about something that's really important. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? If you're driving, are you paying attention? Maybe pull over. Because there are not many things that we talk about on the show that are more important than adoring the Lord in the Eucharist. You had a question before the break. You wanted to so to our guest, Lewis Brown, who is promoting holyadoration.org, which will help us this year to really turn our hearts and minds to the most important way to worship God in our time in the Eucharist. Go ahead. What's your question? Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking before this beautiful example of folks at his wedding kneeling to receive and Love his that. friend, his Muslim friend, childhood friend, seeing you know, God's people being fed through the hands of the priest by, uh, in persona Christi, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus in uh, the person of our priests, feeding his people, his children. And to me, that just, uh, you know, it is healing. Communion is healing. The Lord is healing. I wish I could sing it from the mountaintops. I have to sing it from the radio, you know, mm -hmm. but um, what, what is this? What do we mean by healing communion? I know what I experience. Um, can you put it into words? Right. So there's two ways of, of looking. I think there's two aspects of this, uh, Stephanie. Beautiful what you said. The first is that the Lord really said, if you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. He meant that. It was literal. It's true. Um, and so the fullness of healing. We don't have healing for healing's sake. We know that that's kind of 
a temptation that some of us, myself, at times can fall into. Healing is not for healing's sake. Healing is for the purpose of being in union with love itself, with Jesus Christ itself. So praise God for that. So we know that in encountering Jesus Christ, uh, we see him, we see his love, but we also encounter who we truly are, which enables us uh, instantly or over time to be unified with him and praise God for that. Uh, but then secondly, uh, we also see, and the more that I do healthcare, every step of the way, you see how God designed the body. And that Catholic teaching isn't just a great way of life, but it is the pathway to life fully alive, even in my healthcare outcomes. A few weeks ago, the U.S. Surgeon General, who you and I and Dan, we don't agree probably with him, with him on a lot of things, but he put out a report about the epidemic of isolation and loneliness. And what that shows is that social disconnection, social isolation can have negative health outcomes, the equivalent of having 15, uh, smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It can eat, increase your cardiovascular disease, diabetes, stroke, and on and on and on. And so what does he say is the answer? It's community. Uh, it is vital. Community is vital to uh, flourishing, to positive health outcomes. A, a Harvard study that started in the 1930s looked at how what do we see as primary indicators of long life, of lifespan, which isn't everything, but it has its place, uh, as Martin Luther King once said. And one of the primary indicators of long life and longevity was meaningful relationships. It was community. And so the Lord said that the, as a, uh, as uh, Bishop Campbell said at a priest, uh, or uh, Bishop Campbell's an auxiliary bishop in DC, and he had a wonderful homily uh, on this past Sunday. What the Lord did was he boiled down all of the law, all of the ancient law uh, of the Israelites to two commandments. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so we see healing communion when we say, when I say that, when we say that, uh, when our ministry says this is a Christ medicus, we mean communion with Christ, which heals everything, and communion with other people. And we find that in the Eucharist, uh, and we find that in bringing others to the Eucharist. So it is truly healing, not just spiritually, but community with God, communion with God, and communion with others is healing in mind, body, and soul. Ab absolutely. And, you know, what's so beautiful, what comes to mind as you're talking about this, Louis, is that just as our sin is not just our sin. If we sin because we're body and soul together and we're part of the body of Christ, it affects others. Nothing That's happens right. in isolation. So too, when we come to the Lord in the sacraments, when we cleanse, when we come before him and kneel and become cleansed in the sacrament of, of penance, and then we come to receive him in a state of grace, that sets off a channel of grace in and through us to others. Right. I, I, I I, I, I just, I feel like I'm being set on fire just thinking about this and talking about it because if people understood, you have a mission. You were designed for a particular mission in the world. And until you come and you're fed by the body of Christ and you live that in its fullness, you are denying yourself and other people around you who need you. Okay, right. the producer needs to get a rope. She's, she's <laughs> levitating pull her down off the ceiling again. The, the world needs us <laughs> okay. to be healed and restored. And when That's we right. receive the Lord, 
then that will happen. And that I, will happen, and it affects the world. We are changed, and the world changes around us. Amen, sister. <laughs> now I need. To, I want to make sure we don't get out of here without talking more about the site and getting people more to to connect with us. So holyadoration.org. Go there. Share it on your social media. Send it to your pastor. Um, it's the events coming up are June 11th through the 16th. The website outlines all the things that were that Holy Adoration is promoting. Do you want to just talk through that really quick, Lewis? Yes. So, you know, we're we're hoping the Eucharistic revival, you know, some time ago said parishes, please this year do Eucharistic processions at your parish. And we have to believe that these things, you know, are they move in a supernatural way. So if it's five people, if it's 10 people, if it's 100 people, if it's 500 people, praise the Lord. And so it doesn't take a, a massive production. Uh, we've done, I think we did two processions uh, at Holy Comfort in the last few years. Uh, I think both, one was on Corpus Christi, might have been another day. It's, it's, it takes some planning, but it's not a lot. So encouraging people to do Eucharistic processions on the Feast of Corpus Christi. But in talking with um, Father Craig Vasek, um, the importance of repentance. Um, I, you know, I have sinned. I have hurt people, right? I, Lewis Brown, have hurt people. I have sinned, right? And I have, I have, I have contributed through my sins to the crucifixion of, of our Lord. Unfortunately, tragically, and so I, I need to repent, right? But we also, we're all part of this nation, right? And so we can also repent um, for. Uh, the sins of the nation, and particularly those sins against the first commandment. Uh, and so we're encouraging people uh, to, to do that on the days leading up to the Feast of the Sacred Heart. It could be 10 people at a parish. It can be 10 people at a home. It's a beautiful prayer that's been put together. Uh, but there's power in, in that in and of itself. The Lord doesn't always use large numbers. Sometimes he, he creates a, a numerical explosion. But a lot of times he doesn't. You know, it's three little children at Fatima. It was 12 apostles. Uh, and so we're encouraging people in their homes and parishes to get together in those days and do, do maybe some fasting, uh, do an act of, of penance, and also say those prayers uh, of repentance uh, to our Lord and knowing that he's going to honor them. And, and even for those that are homebound, because there's plenty of mm -hmm. people. That's you right. Know, we, we're broadcast through EWTN, and I know that for, for many people, this is their source of information and mm -hmm. formation. So mm -hmm. wherever you are, even if you can't join others, join us uh, in spirit mm -hmm. in praying these and, uh, and worshiping in this way. Right. Those people that are that are homebound, those you're spiritual. If you're listening, you're a spiritual warrior. You're doing spiritual combat. And, uh, and the weapon is love. The weapon is prayer. And you're engaging in that. And who knows? We will only find out in the eternal when we're with our Lord, please, God, uh, the power of your prayer. So can't thank you enough and encourage you to continue to pray. Yeah. So on the website, there are resources that explain each of the dates, pastoral leadership events. So June 11th, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, uh, what happens, what is recommended to happen there, the 12th through the 15th days of preparation and repentance. And they, and they provide all of the prayers for each of those events and recommendations. Father Vasek has provided through SoundCloud even recordings to assist those who will have a communal service of repentance 
based on a detailed event, uh, uh, examination of conscience. So you can actually listen to him walk through all of reflections on each of the commandments um, and then uh, also sins against faith, hope, and love. So you just there's nothing you need other than you, your will, your desire. But if you're able to get your pastor involved or your parish involved, there's everything that a priest would need to do that has never done that. Thursday, June 15th, all night vigil of adoration and preparation. Friday, June 16th, solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Optional Saturday, June 17th, memorial of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And then there's a list of scriptural prayers, liturgical prayers, mass readings and prayers, examination of conscience, acts of reparation to make atonement to the heart of Jesus, acts of worship, thanksgiving, church documents, pastoral resources. I just, I want to kind of bring us to home with this. Uh, when I had COVID, I had a really profound spiritual experience. It almost killed me. Nine out of 10 people with my condition with the first pass of COVID died. And I almost died. When I came out of it, I had something in my head. And I don't know if, I, I don't want to blame it on the Lord, but it, it came. And that was, I realized that, you know, while so many of us are, are quick to blame priests and bishops and all of that, the most grave evil that is committed in mass, uh, and I mean on mass, I mean in terms of the number of times it's committed by the number of people in the Catholic Church, is profanation and and uh, committing sacri sacrilege against the Lord in the Eucharist. It's going to receive communion unworthily with mortal sin in our hearts. It's going to receive the communion. In, a, in, a, in an irreverent state. It's dropping the Lord on the floor because we insist on pecking at him with our fingers. It, you know, all of these different things, what happened during uh, COVID in some ways um, made things worse in many places. We need to make reparation for all these grave sins. We need to figure out who he is and who we are and what we're doing in the Holy Sacrifice and the Mass. And until we do that, the church won't turn around and the country won't turn around and the world won't turn around. So go out to holyadoration.org, get all you need to be equipped to support your parish, your friends, uh, everything, everything you need. You know, we'll have this out, this post out on spiritualdirection.com if you forget the URL, if you're driving, but holyadoration.org. Uh, Lewis, thanks for all your great work. Please thanks all your friends behind the scenes we're helping make this work. We're going to do everything we can to promote it. And we're really excited to to, to really try to turn the corner in this area. Thank you so much for everything you're doing at Avila. I'm huge admirers and you, get, you all inspire me to such a great extent. And I can't promote, everyone should go to the summit. I hope to be there. I was there last year at the Avila Summit uh, this fall. I'm excited and just so grateful for the two of you. Thank you. Yeah, so grateful for your friendship. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.